Good day, everybody. Welcome to the Got Brain podcast presented by Cognitivology, where we will continuously discuss and present in detail the mechanics of intuitive intelligence that are built on our inborn basic intuition. Plus, we will also be presenting the true mechanics and virtues of diversification. Now, you may be pondering, what do these two things have in common? And this is something we will continue to present and unfold for you about the significant connection between these two facets of our human potential. I would like to introduce myself. I am Carla Mencken-Wolf and also my wonderful best friend and editor, Bryce Conway. And she's going to say something. What would you like to say? Hi, everybody. My name is Bryce Conway, as Carla Mencken-Wolf had just said. Uh, I wanted to say that we are, in fact, the mechanics of intuition and diversification. I hope you guys enjoy uh, our presentation and stick around for others. Uh, we, we welcome all comments and questions. Um, we will try to answer them all throughout the next couple of weeks or months, and hopefully on this journey of brain potential the discovery you guys will learn something um this information is only uh was developed by us and only can be presented by cognitivologists which is what we are and we also hope to learn something from you as we from all of you in our audience as we learn about the questions and inquiries you have about true human brain potential or the genuine, bona fide, authentic potentialities of what our brain has intended us to be and become in all of our commonality and our uniqueness. Hello. Hello, we are back again with another session of Cognitivology's Gut Brain, The Mechanics of Diversification and Intuition. intuition. Yes. I knew you were going to say that. You knew. <laughs> that was very intuitive of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if only. I was reading the script. <laughs> you... Where's the script? We never even have a script here. We've just been talking about this stuff for 30 years ad infinitum. Yes. So, uh, keep going. By the time this downloads to. It'll be June. It, yes, it'll be June. So it's May. We're recording this in May. Yes. And we always like to make sure we have something in the, in the lineup. In the assembly line. Yep. And they used to call that in the can. In the can. In the can. <laughs> in the can. And um It's an old movie term for yes. those of you too young to know that. Yes, actually, that's quite true. <laughs> um we have been enjoying the spring coming mm -hmm. upon us finally. And uh, May has been very nice because a lot of the Mays in the past couple of years have been kind of chilly. 
Yes. And we've had a nice May this year. It's been a very nice May. Yes. However, today, which is mid-May, got a little chilly. Got a little chilly. And last night, apparently upstate, they had some even frost, maybe. Yes. So So. there goes... There goes your apples. Oh gosh! Your yeah, crops. it went it went cold enough maybe to to uh, yeah. Some people were talking about having to cover their gardens, which already started blooming. Yes. So um, speaking of blooming, um, we have some blooming here to do. Well, yeah, blooming <laughs> here to do. We have some blooming here to do. <laughs> okay. Because what blooming are we doing? <laughs> So, of course, uh, I was gone for a whole month mm-hmm. to Europe. And uh, when I speak with people there, I always speak to people about brain development where I go. But sometimes when I'm with my sister, I end up speaking about brain development more because my sister loves speaking about cognitiveology and our books connecting the dots and the dots connected and the dots disconnected. And um, she's always recommending, she's like our PR person, really. Yes. Over there on the other side of the Atlantic. So, uh, of course, the reactions I get from people on that side of the Atlantic are different than I get here in America. And I have to say, in in, in Europe in general, and people that I meet from other countries when I'm in Europe, I, I, I get more favorable responses or questions or replies from people there and uh what the source of that actually is i'm unsure i have some inklings and when i figure them out maybe i will mention those um at some point but to mention them while i'm unsure exactly uh are they more open-minded even though they're they they've been immersed in their their culture their cultures that are hundreds years more older than our culture, whereas we should be more open-minded and our culture is like the youngest culture and country in the world, especially of developed countries. And um, so so it's a, it's a curious little notion to investigate a little bit more of. But I think what I'm particularly and more peculiarly wanting to speak about outright uh, because we, we often handle, there's so many complex aspects, but they're all interconnected. And because most of what people want from brain development who are interested, because of course it's a trend, but it seems to me more and more, especially when I go away, that people want the, uh, information or the notions about brain teve- development to be in line or compliant with what they already know or what they want right or what they think it is or what the trends out there tell them it it, it is mm-hmm. that it is and when i explain some of the mechanics of what real brain development is they 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 look somewhat befuddled because it's you know out there in left field as far as, as they're right. concerned. Right. Um, so it's new information, right. Which we've always said, right. It's new information. So what ends up happening oftentimes is that, uh, people on this side of the Atlantic 
in my experience, what I find most is that suddenly one particular aspect is pinpointed and then we're just talking about that, but everything is interconnected. So when I, when I respond to whatever their queries are, and then I connect it to the other parts of brain development or the other stages of brain development or the beginnings and then the later parts, then it becomes confusing to them because they just really want to understand things according to this one particular aspect. Right. So, for instance, if I explain something about intuition or people say to me, well, what's the best way to, you know, to to better, to... Uh, improve improve to train augment to yes to train access access yes all of those oh, things okay right and we've uh mentioned some of these parts and pieces mm-hmm. um i will stay away from from it predominantly today except to mention that as we talk about that uh Intuition's main uh, function, especially, I mean, at any time, but in particular for adults, is uh, that it serves the purpose of us being able to process new knowledge and information, which brings me to the aspect that I want to mention again uh, regarding people seeing the brain as a mystery. So uh, I mentioned, I had a a little conversation with uh, somebody this past week. And of course, he mentions, you know, mystery. And and I said, a lot of Americans say that. Um, and, And he said, well, is it it seems true. And I said, well, it's true because that's what you believe. And again, beliefs are what stop people from understanding real brain development. But I said to him, you know, the, the human brain to us may seem like it is well designed to understand the sun, moon, and stars, but the human brain itself is designed to understand itself. We should understand our brains and the way they work. The brain is designed to understand its own functions in that sense. So right. there's a layer underneath. It's kind of like your daughter mentioning to us earlier from that movie she was watching. Do feelings have feelings? Do emotions have feelings? Well, yeah, that would be the database for emotions to be attached together. It's a it's a sort of a, a, a naive notion, but it is a good analogy. Right. You know, emotions are emotions because they are feelings. So they have feelings, but each feeling has, each emotion has a name, but the database of each emotion is that it's a feeling. And so feelings itself are the fundamental database that connect emotions, which create, which, which are, which is a brilliant way of uh, establishing or having a venue for information transformation from one feeling to an, a next, which supplies our intellectual development because all intellectual development in humans has an emotional basis. Right. So um, so if we were saying it, intellect in general, we would say that one piece of information might be entirely different from another piece of information. But again, does that field of knowledge have information 
<laughs> well, yes, it does. And that's why it connects to another field of knowledge. And they would, even though they may seem wildly different, there's a transferability process because it's database is that is information. Right. <laughs> so, and all information is derived from the fundamental laws of knowledge, which are one and the same as nature and invisible laws and um which anyway brings me to we're halfway done with this so we have to get to the point here okay right so um when we when i what i noticed lately when speaking with people was that there was more interest in understanding something about dementia especially with yes. people on this side of the atlantic so while I speak, we are an aging populace. We are an aging populace. So when, when I speak about brain development and the other context that we talk about when we mention how real brain development works, mm -hmm. then it may seem a bit baffling. But when I mention cognitive impairment, dementia, Alzheimer's, there's a little bit more interest coming from people. Right. So then again, the the the. The theme behind our f our fourth book, The Dots Disconnected and Cracking the Cognitive Code of Dementia, I do uh, highlight the point that um, cognitive impairment, which defines dementia, Alzheimer's, Lewy bodies, and all the other dementias that there, there are, um, the cognitive impairment is the database there. Mm -hmm. And that even though the most of the themes that people discuss, such as um, nutrition, exercise, and uh, keeping the mind open and doing mental exercises and as well as physical exercising and all that, right? But um, but the idea of delving into cognitive development as a rigorous uh, facet uh, that is involved in the decline of cognition or in cognitive impairment, that it's absurd to consider that cognitive impairment would have nothing to do with cognitive development. And so while um, we... Um, while people are, are contemplating that, it's obviously revelational to them when it's mentioned. Yes. So, but there's less resistance to that idea than there than there is when we're speaking about other aspects of cognition, all of which are interconnected. Right. All of our potential are interconnected by both intuition and cognition. So... Um, A lot of a lot of the thing, a lot of the the aspects that we consider challenges, uh, difficulties, mental um, illness or emotional issues, they're all part of our cognitive development. And our cognitive development is supposed to be an intuitive process that's rooted in our emotions. So, if uh, when we when I mentioned to one person in particular. They wanted to bring out the the um, 
the idea of stress as being a major factor in cognitive impairment. Right. And so I said, yes, that's a very good point to make. Um, I said, however, you have to understand that uh, that's connected to early development. You're thinking of stress in terms of just adult responsibilities, based on what they were saying, okay? Yes. Uh, In terms of adult responsibilities and the difficulties of life and all the stressors that can cause uh, inflammation, which then cause diseases and all kinds of other things. Mm -hmm. But uh, what people... Uh, fall short of realizing is that those stressors are initially established in early development. And then, of course, their next idea or question or response was, but children never have to go to jobs or whatever and and deal with, uh, said, yeah, but they're inheriting certain kinds of stressors. One major one being that are their abilities being addressed? That's already a stressor. Right. Is it a conscious uh, understanding in, in, in parents' mind? Often it goes unnoticed. Is it a conscious revelation to the childhood minds? Children just feel like, you know, there's more to to me, you know, right. give me more, um, tell me more, teach me more, connect with me more. Um but so those stresses, and we can get into a very long discussion about what those stresses are. And if people want to write into our email and ask about specific things, we can talk about those. Um, here we're going to have a general understanding. But those stressors are are established in the first, mostly in the first seven years of development. So what happens in in adulthood, in older life? It's it's. Uh, it's there's things missing. So even if you've had a happy childhood, oftentimes a lot of, and I'm going to speak about that in a minute, we'll touch upon it. And then we could talk about it some more in the next session. But um, what happens in adult life, instead of becoming impervious to stressors when we're young right, and learning how to deal with them, because we're getting 3D, 4D and 5D knowledge properties, which is what I want to lead into. And we may have to you know, forward it into the next session. Mm -hmm. Um, But those stressors are established. So then we'll become adults and, or young, you know, older teens or young adults, and then go out in life and have to fulfill all our responsibilities and deal with life as it is. Those early stressors are triggered rather than us being impervious to them or having the 3D, 4D, and 5D tools to deal with those things, mm-hmm. then um, we end up becoming subject to them. And in a world where we're properly establishing child development, there would be far less stressors anyway, because people would be connecting more. There would be more connectivity based on invisible information processing and the other parts of us that make up most of what we are and most of what the brain deals with and most of our intelligence properties that are unmet. And so there would be less stressors and there would be more connectivity between people mm-hmm. based on those three main dimensions of or frequencies of life living in the physical world and how they need to be interconnected. So um, we can speak about that more. And I wanted to also add the idea of, uh, you know, looking at the electromagnetic spectrum, which is 
has a range of frequencies itself. Most right. of it is invisible. And at least 70% of energy in the universe is invisible. And the majority of our information, intelligence processing are, are the invisible or 5D or 60 plus processes. Um, so the 3D, 4D, and 5D, which to the brain are one set of multiple dimensions during early cognitive development that must become intuitively interconnected. Um, the 3D, 4D, and 5D are most rigorously connected during the three-year-old, four-year-old, and five-year-old stage. So there's a, it might sound like a coincidental correlation there, but it's, it's far more significant than we give it credit for or right. that people maybe stop and think about it. Now, have it, have I heard anybody else say this? I think that we may be the only ones actually saying this also again, if it gets out there, that's great. I, I you know, we, we love it when people start talking about ideas that we have put out there because yes. it means it's getting around whether they credit us or not is another thing. But it, the point is that the whole idea of cognitiveology is for it to spread even wirelessly, because that's predominantly what we're proposing about how real brain development works, right. that the, the, the frequencies and the knowledge of knowledge itself is what we're putting forth. So when we think about cognitive impairment, a lot of it has to do because, you know, if you, they say if you, uh, unless you use it, you lose it. But this also goes back to early development. Are we right. using stuff that's been placed there that was never properly activated or generated or plugged in or whatever terms you want to use to describe it? So, yeah, there's a fizzling out. Um, and that is, is connected to early development. But then, of course, we can connect the early years to the teen years when the frontal parts of the brain, the advanced processing that real deal, deal with the, the third eye and the, the pineal gland and the connection between the third eye and the pineal gland and uh, 5D and 6D information processing. So there's there's a very sincere and significant connection there too. So if we think about, if we're open to understanding cognitive impairment and its roots in early cognitive development, then maybe we're talking more about a platform where people can have a way into the, into the tunnel, right. so to speak, um, or the funnel of understanding and connecting the stages of cognitive development. But I will end on the note that we are um, interested in, in in appealing more to teens and starting uh, a series where we can speak with teens because they're very interested in brain development. Yes. And it uh, would be unfair for us to just keep trying to speak with adults who either were having a hard time getting them to subscribe to this or we're having a hard time making it uh palatable enough for them to understand. But if we mean to help future generations of parents have a bit more knowledge in how brain development really works, then it would only be fair. And and how life works and how brain development contributes and energy and frequencies 
which is very much part of brain development, how all of that contributes to how we're improving in our personal lives, how we improve in our talent and ability development, uh, how to create more transference between them instead of thinking of ourselves as just being uh, an expert or a, uh, or specialized in a particular area where we can never reach out and, into other areas or expand into other areas. And therefore work is being, and people are being hired according to a particular venue or right. certification. Uh, and at, while at the same time, there's all this talk about ability transference. Right. Um, and diversification as if it's only accepting someone who's different, but where it's inapplicable in terms of workforce collaboration. So yes, there's a lot of intricacies to it. Um, but we do want to create more of a connection and understanding beginning of life to end of life. And then all the middle stuff, all the stuff in between. Right. And which is kind of the majority, the majority of our life is the in between parts. Yes. And, and that effectively, even though we're still, uh, essentially and technically speaking a child until our brains are developed and that inner child needs to be really fostered Mm -hmm. and, um, amplified to its fullest potential so that that majority time that we live you know the later 20s all of the 30s all of the 40s all of the 50s all of the 60s before we get to the later years Mm -hmm. or the retirement years where uh people older people are revered for their wisdom for their experience and they're able to plug into younger people and that there's a very, very uh, intense give and take between, because people in the in-between years are more concerned with other people like them in the in-between years. Yes. (laughs) To some degree. Yes. Uh, So there's a relationship and an interconnectivity between more things than we realize and Every day, if there's one thing I realize more and more, it's the interconnectivity between things. Right. So <laughs> I think I will end there for today. Okay. Um, and we are uh, glad that you are here with us. Yes, and, absolutely. Uh, we will look forward to uh, just frying our own brains and everybody else's with all this. However, if you'd <laughs> like to reach out and, you know, ask us questions. We are always around uh, at godbrainpodcast at gmail.com and we would love to hear from our audience. Maybe I should write myself an email at godbrainpodcast at gmail.com. That sounds very silly. But if I wanted to remind myself about a few things <laughs> for the podcast, I could actually email myself you there. Could. You could. <laughs> okay, we look forward to your questions and queries. And every question is a smart question. So please feel free and unafraid to reach out and speak with us. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. Bye.